Hello and welcome to Life and Purpose with Tayo Shola. This is Garments of Calm. Today I want to talk about the tongue, our mouths. We are pursuing peace. A lot of us are pursuing trying to find that oasis of calm in the midst of the turmoil in our lives. And sometimes the turmoil that we're facing, the reason that everything outside of us just seems to be spiraling out of control, even though we can see the evidence, there is some form of turbulence in front of us. The reason that we don't feel that peace in the midst of it, because there is the ability for us to feel that peace in the midst of the storm. Sometimes the reason that we're not able to get it all together and stand at the center with peace as our anchor is because of our tongues. Our generation is a generation that feels or or like everyone feels that they have the opinion and they can talk about others and they can direct others and all of us we that opinion we have is is as easy to drop on a on the comment section of section of someone's Instagram page. It's 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 that easy to just drop it. Whether we filter through what we're trying to say, whether we don't, whether we're hurtful, whether we're bullying, whatever it is, it's become a norm for us to feel that we can teach others how to to do life. And so in the midst of that, many things go wrong because sometimes the turmoil within ourselves, that bitterness, that selfishness, the anger, the rage, it goes towards other people and it's doing something to them. But the beautiful thing about this is that life gives you what you give out. It always gives you back. So if you're dishing that to others, it's coming back to you. It might take some time for you to start seeing the manifestation of this, but it will come back and bite. And so many times, that peace that we're not able to attain within is because of what we're doing with our tongues. And many times, it's not even just towards other people. It's what we're saying about ourselves, how we're constantly damning ourselves, condemning ourselves in the midst of our daily lives. And I love to bring uh, a book that really guides me with, with, with proven principles that can help us modify the way that we think, behave. It can teach us patterns, patterns that are, that are proven to give life. And this book I speak about is the Bible. If you notice, a lot of times with my podcast, I do bring in some scripture. I'm not, I'm not, uh, touting myself to be um, holier than thou or anything like that. But I do know what has worked for me in my life and has brought me um, miraculous transformation. And it's come from the sincere word of God. And um, so, so I bring this to you today and I kind of just want to share with you and just follow me as, as, as I bring us some form of enlightenment about how we use our tongues and our mouth and how it can be disrupting us within. So it's James verses three, uh, verse, James chapter three, actually, and I'm going to read all of the verses in this chapter, and it's in the Amplified Version. It says, 
not many of you should become teachers serving in an official capacity an official teaching capacity and to me i think i think how a lot of us have become instructors and teachers in our own way in the sense that everyone has an opinion and everyone is putting it out there trying to because what you're doing with your words is you're directing people towards what you're seeing towards your mental picture and you're sort of giving them your opinions as if it's facts but a lot of times it's not fact so we're all teachers in some form of capacity or the other in the way that we're leading our lives by by being very opinionated about other people and even about ourselves especially when there's no truth there so says my brothers and sisters for you know that we who are teachers will be judged by a higher standard when you judge others you're judged you are judged it's because we have assumed greater accountability and more condemnation if we teach incorrectly so for teaching incorrectly judging others incorrectly it comes back to us i've been a victim of this maybe you have been a victim of this too because sometimes we feel like we know it all and then we start to judge others but it does come back one way or the other right it says for we all stumble and sin in many ways none of us is perfect for we all stumble and sin in many ways if anyone does not stumble in what he says never saying the wrong thing he is a perfect man, fully developed in character, without serious flaws, able to brittle his whole body and reign in his entire nature, taming his human faults and weaknesses. All of this controlled by the tongue. All of this controlled by the things that we say. And it brings the focus back to us, not necessarily to what we're saying, to who we're saying it to, but it brings it back to us that if we want to be able to brittle this body, to tame these faults, to tame these weaknesses, even the lack of calm and peace in our lives, that our words, what we say, can do that for us. He says, now if we put bits into horses' mouths, I don't know if you've, you've ridden a horse before or you've seen, you've definitely most likely seen it on, I don't know, TV, you've watched people ride horses, you see how they're able to move the horse from one direction to the other. So by putting bits in the horse's mouth, you're able to, to allow the, the horse to obey and go in the direction that you want it to go. And so it says, now if we put bits into horses' mouths to make them obey us, we guide their whole body as well. Because of that bit in their mouth, we're guiding their body. We're guiding that their direction. Because of that bit we put in their mouth. And so it says, and look at ships. Even though they're so large and are driven by strong winds, they're still directed by a very small rudder, wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. Despite the storms. Despite the storms and strong winds, the helmsman is able to navigate the ship by a very small rudder. It says, in the same sense, the tongue is a small part of the body, very small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. It says, see by comparison how great a forest is set on fire by a small spark, and the tongue is in a sense, a fire, the very world of injustice and unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members as that which contaminates the entire body and sets on fire 
the course of our life, the cycle of man's existence, and in itself set on fire by hell. I don't know how else to emphasize this, that even ourselves, when sometimes we're trying to explain ourselves to other people, when we're trying to to prove that we're right, when we're trying to stand our ground a lot of times, sometimes we start to say things to ourselves that are seeking to, to bring condemnation to our own selves. It's the same thing when we speak doubt and speak doubt and speak doubt and speak doubt and speak fear and speak fear. It becomes more and more and more and more of what we see and brings further unrest to our lives. And how can we find peace in the middle of that? It says, for every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and sea creatures, is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the human tongue. It is a restless evil, undisciplined, unstable, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, that's if you believe in God. And with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God, even if you don't believe in God. Which I don't see why, because there's so much proof. so much proof that we didn't create ourselves but even if you don't believe in God you see the human beings that are with you that are around you every day they bleed blood just like you how do we want our lives to make progress and then curse other people how do we want our children to make progress and then we're cursing others people other people's children these things my brother should not be this way for we have a moral obligation to speak in a manner that reflects our fear of God and profound respect for his precepts like I said before even if you're not holding up to the standards of the belief in God look at man look at the people around you we have a moral ob- obligation we really do the, the injustice and the things that we do, there's a ripple effect. There is a ripple effect that affects other people. It impacts other people. It affect, affects people that are weak. That haven't learned how, to, how to, to create bulletproof to the evil that we do and the evil that we speak. And there are people's children that are affected by these things. And our children a lot of times, because even when we speak and we drop things on the ground with our words, our children are absorbing these things and they're learning character from us. It says, does a spring send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a spring bring out bitter and fresh water at the same time? Can a fig tree, my brothers, produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. It matters where it's coming from. You can't curse and bless at the same time. It doesn't work. There is no authority or power in that. And we will always reap the effect. And and those things that we're sowing out there, we will reap in one way or the other. says who among you 
is wise and intelligent. Let him by his good conduct show his good deeds with the gentleness and humility of true wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, let me explain this. If the reason that we're correcting others, if the reason that we're calling other people out is because of bitter jealousy, because we feel we can't get to where they've gotten, if we can't examine why we're saying the things, what is motivating us to correct people, if it's not done out of love, if it is bitter jealousy and selfish ambition to make ourselves seem like we know more than they do, and we're arrogant and defiance of truth, and I don't know what other truth exists if love is not in the midst of that truth. If that's why we're doing what we're doing, then that's damnation. It's ineffective. It says this superficial wisdom is not that which comes down from above. It is earthly. It's secular. It's unspiritual. It's even demonic. And I don't want to take you down that lane right now because maybe you don't even understand what that particular part of the, you know, the Bible is saying. But what it's saying is it's evil. It's 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 not it's not good. It's a pure evil. If the reason we can't see our sister, brother thriving and just say, oh my God, you're doing great. If we have to figure out some way to pick up some flaws, if we just have to figure out ways to, to pull them down, to make ourselves feel bigger, that's an evil right there. And we need to clip it and nip it in the bud. Because even if we don't care about them, if we do care about ourselves and we want ourselves to thrive, then we need to put it off. It says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder, unrest, rebellion, and every evil thing and morally degrading practice. But the wisdom from above is pure, is first pure, morally and spiritually undefiled, it's peace-loving, it's courteous, it's considerate, it's gentle, reasonable, willing to listen, full of compassion and good fruits. It is unwavering, without self-righteous hypocrisy and self-serving guile. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness, spiritual maturity, is sown in peace by those who make peace, by actively encouraging goodwill between individuals. An example is this. You see two people fighting Right? You see two people fighting. One of them is your friend, the other isn't. You don't even ask what caused the fight. You immediately jump in and take the side of your friend. I understand that's your friend and you want to stand on the side of your friend. But if your friend is the one who's the agitator in this situation and you didn't verify that before you got in on the side of your friend, what you're doing is injustice. That's selfish ambition. That's injustice and we have to do better. I have to do better. We all have to do better. And remember that our words, the words we speak to other people, sometimes it takes them years to undo the effect of some terrible thing that we spoke to them. Why do that to another human? Because it comes back to sow seeds of unrest into our own souls. 
how can we find peace when we can't give peace? Friends, let us keep doing life on purpose. Let's be very thoughtful. Be very thoughtful. I understand that there are impulses and a lot of things that that make us angry in the world. There's a bigger picture. 10, 20 years down the line, sometimes the seeds that we're sowing today will come back then into full big trees, trees with no fruit. Because we didn't plant right. I love you. I hope you keep doing life on purpose. Have a great day.